0: One of the more revolutionary teachings in the Catholic Church, and it's not really so much in the, just simply a uniquely Catholic teaching, but a teaching that goes throughout all of Christianity that pretty much everybody believes because it's scriptural, is the line: "God is love." God is love. Now, this teaching, this this terminology, this this if you will, this little little tiny phrase, this these these three words. Seem natural to us. It seems normal. All right, yeah, God is love. Because we've heard that a lot. I mean, most, most preachers, myself included, often come and preach about how God loves us. The love of God, the love of God, the love of God. But that is a completely, completely unique teaching to Christianity. The love of God is not an emphasis in Judaism. It's a part of it. It's a big part of it. But it's not the sole part. The love of God is not an emphasis in the Muslim religion. It's a part of it. God loves for them, but God is not love for the Muslim faith. And has no bearing, nothing to do with the polytheistic religions. If we look at Greek mythology, if we look at any type of Norse mythology, if we look at any type of mythological teaching, the gods do a lot of things, but they don't do a lot of love. Gods do not love in mythology. Gods fight. Gods are selfish. Gods do things that ultimately gain their own interests. They serve their own interests. But God is certainly not love in any type of mythology. Yet in our faith, it's the central part. God is love. And on this Trinity Sunday, where we sit back and we acknowledge the beauty of the Trinity, where we sit back and ponder the mystery of the Trinity. It goes to prove how God is love. Because you see, whenever we talk about the Trinity, whenever we actually look at the Trinity, most of us don't really know what's going on. We say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we don't know what that means. It's a mystery to us. It's so far beyond our comprehension. We know there's one God. I believe in one God. We know that But what about, what's this whole Father, Son, Holy Spirit business? And that's kind of what I want to look into. Because if we understand the Trinity, then we can understand how God is love. Why? Because if God were just one person, if he were just Father, or just Son, which would make no sense, or just Holy Spirit then God could not be love. God would love, but he could not be love. He might be capable of loving, but he could not be love. That's why in the Muslim faith, which is strictly one God, strictly monotheistic, you can't say that God is love. You can say that God loves, though. So that's a big distinction there. How do we say that God is love and we see it through the Trinity? Because in the Trinity, there is nothing, nothing but love. And how do we explain that? We explain that by looking at what the Trinity is. The Trinity is our explanation of God. There is one God. We believe that. That we're pretty good at that. Alright, one God. I believe in one God. But within the Trinity, there are three persons. Not three gods, three persons in the Trinity. So one God, three persons. It's kind of like the mind, right? We have the mind, but the mind is not just the mind. There's also, within the mind, there's the intellect, there's the memory, and there's the will. Three different faculties, if you will, of the mind. Three different kind of ways that make up the mind. But it's not like the mind is made up of a bunch of parts. It's the same thing with the Lord. It's not like the Lord is, God is three parts, but he's rather three persons. Each individual person, the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Father, is God. But how do we reach that conclusion? It took a long, long time. A long time within the church to come to that understanding of how he is one God, three persons. But let's see if we can, we can come to understand it ourselves. So, How do we arrive at this this point? How do we get to this point? Here's how you get to it. All right, you ready? Take out your notebook. So this is what it is. You start off with the Father. The Father's the beginning. He's numero uno. There's only one Father. He's there from all eternity. There was the Father. All right, he's there in heaven, looking over everything, looking over the cosmos, alone. But the father does something. He does something. It's the very first thing any of us do before we actually do anything. You know what that is? The father thinks. The father thinks. You know how, like, you know, whenever you do something bad as a kid and your mom goes up to you, What were you thinking? She can ask that because that's what you were actually thinking. You probably weren't thinking properly what you were actually thinking. We think before we do. We think before we do anything. If I'm hungry, I think, man, I'm hungry. So what do I do? I go and I eat. If I'm thirsty, I think, man, I'm thirsty. So I go and I drink. But God does not hunger. God does not thirst. There is nothing in God, nothing in the Father that is lacking. So he doesn't sit back he doesn't think about the news. He doesn't sit back he doesn't think about how hungry he is or how thirsty he is. Or he doesn't wonder, you know, why the, why the clouds look that way or why the sky is blue. None of that. God thinks instead about the one thing. The Father thinks about the one thing that actually exists. The one thing. You know what that is? Himself. He thinks about himself. And so he sits back and he reflects on himself. Now what happens whenever we think? Whenever we think, whenever we use this thing, something happens. We generate something. We generate an image. So if I, tell, if I look at you guys and say, all right, I want to do exercise. Think about a blue football. Guess what? You, if you listen to what I said and you're not sleeping, just thought and conjured an image of a blue football inside your head. You probably never thought about a blue football in your life until I just said it, but you had. You made an image, a mental image in your mind. Well, the reality is that image is going to go away as soon as you start thinking about how hungry you are or how, you know, thirsty you are, how you can't wait till this homily ends so you can get out of here. You know, once you start thinking about that, then the blue football fades away and it goes away. That's because we're limited creatures. We're very, very limited We don't have divine powers. All we can do whenever we think is we can conjure up what's called a mental image, one that goes away like that. But God is not us, God is greater than us. And so, whenever God thinks about himself, he doesn't conjure up a mental image, but a perfect image, a perfect image of himself, a perfect image of himself. He's not like us. Whenever I think about myself, I usually don't think about a very accurate portrayal. He is not us. He thinks about himself and he's a perfect image of himself, which means there can be nothing lacking in the image, which means he thinks that that very image is the son. That very image right there is the son. So you have the father who thinks about himself, and generates the sun, right? So you have that very first thing. That's why we say the sun is wisdom. That's why we listen to the scriptures. They make such a big deal about wisdom, thinking, thought, actually using our minds and going back and reflecting and pondering because what are we doing? We're being like God. Whenever we contemplate, whenever we pray, whenever we reflect, whenever we think, We are being like the Father at that moment, conjuring up images of something great, something greater than us. And so right there you have generated the Son. But then something happens. The Father looks at the Son, and the Son looks at the Father, and then something is produced. That thing is not something that you and I would produce. If I look at myself in the mirror, if I I were to see myself walk through one of these doors... I would probably look at that person with a little bit of anger, a little bit of disgust, a little bit like, why is that guy slouched so much? How's that guy so pale? Why is this guy you know, why does he yell all the time? Like what is I would probably be very judgmental to myself like many of us are. That's because there's something lacking in me. But that's not the case with God. God is perfect in all way, manners, ways, shapes, and forms. And so whenever perfection, gazes upon perfection there can only be one thing and that is not anger that is not hate that is not judgment that is love love whenever the perfect person gazes upon the perfect person there can only be Love. You get a little taste of that in romance. You know, whenever you gaze upon the person that you love, you see them kind of in the way God sees his son, in a sense. It's a, it's a faint image, but it's, 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 it's in a sense. And that's what happens. You have the father who loves the son. You have the son who loves the father, and what do they do? They give. That's what love is. Love isn't taking. Love isn't just hoarding. These days, whenever you hear, hey, 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 babe, I love you. Like, no, you don't. You want to take something whenever you say that. In some cases, you do. But very often, love, at least these days, is a taking, is a seizing, is a selfish kind of action. That is not the case. In the Trinity, instead, love is a gift. Love is a gift. Where the Father looks at the Son, and the Son looks at the Father, and instead of taking they give and they give everything they have and that looks different from us whenever I give something I can only give I can only give pieces of me if you will. I can give money I can give time I can give attention but I can't really give me so to speak because I am not the embodiment of perfection that's not the case with the father that's not the case with the son they are the embodiment of what is perfect They are the embodiment of what is what is beautiful. And so whenever the son gives to the father and the father gives to the son, they give this beautiful thing called existence. And that existence creates what's known as a really weird word, but it's a good word called spiration. Basically, out of that love right there, another person spirates. The word spirit is produced. And that other person, that spirit, is the love shared between the Father and the Son, and that is the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit, which is why we can say that God is love. Because God is the love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It is nothing but pure love. Nothing but love. But love comes before or after something. You cannot love what you don't know. In the same way God knew the, the Father knew the son, and then He loved him. In the same way we are called to get to know our spouse, get to know our children, get to know our friends, before we can truly love them. We have to know something before we can love that thing. in the same way we have to know someone before we love that person. And that's why it's so important for us to do what we're celebrating today and do this thing called CCD. CCD is the confraternity of Christian Doctrine. A lot of people don't know that, but that's actually what CCD stands for, the confraternity of Christian Doctrine. And we come together to learn Christian doctrine, not because we want to beat into our kids, you know, you, know, this, this, you know, the idea of being Catholic, although that is part of it. We really are here, so that we can learn to love God, we cannot love someone we don't know. In the same way, if we do not know who God is, we cannot love Him. In the same, way, and that is, and whenever we do that, that's kind of what the beauty of all this whole thing is. Whenever we actually take the time to get to know God, whenever we take the time to get to study His doctrines, study His teaching, study His commandments, study His Word, then believe it or not. We become more like Him. Because from the beginning of the time, His very first act was getting to know His very Son. Perhaps we too can continue to strive on this Trinity Sunday to get to know His Son. To get to know the Father. To get to know the Holy Spirit by learning more and more about Him. As we give out our our certificates for CCD, this is not a graduation. This isn't like high school where you can go back and you can never ever have to worry about trigonometry again. Or you ever have to worry about calculus or any of that other stuff. This isn't like that. This instead is just an an invitation. It's kind of like getting your black belt. You know, you just kind of get, okay, now I know this aspect of the faith. What more can I do? What more can I do? What more can I learn? These are the basic foundations. So, my friends, I want to continue to encourage you to learn more and more and more and be like God and seek wisdom and knowledge so that we can better love Him.